Amen. Truly, we thank God for his goodness. We thank God for his mercy. We thank God for his grace. We want to thank Brother Terrell for that wonderful song service, taking us before the throne of God in song. We want to thank all those who serve the table in communion for taking us to the table of God. We want to thank all those who prayed and took us to heaven's throne of God in prayer. And now we want to take you to God's spoken word. Because there is a word from the Lord this morning. So good to have you here this morning. And may God bless you. May heaven smile upon you. Just want to remind you of some of the things that, that we're doing that, 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 that make a difference in us fellowshipping and staying together as a body of Christ. One of the things I want to remind you of is the Virtue in Christ conference coming up on next weekend, or I guess this weekend coming up, um, that... Um, Let's pray for that event, that the sisters will come together and that they will praise and magnify and let God know how much they love them. And so we want to pray for that event. That's a wonderful event. And don't forget that the, uh, the, the, uh, there are teams here today from the Edgewood Church of Christ who want to register us for the Mid-Atlantic Lectureship. They will be out in the hallway, and they're going to have a word at the end of service today. Then they'll be out in the hallway, and we want to support that and want to get uh, registered early um, that you may be able to find your place at the lectureship where we're there and the millennials are doing some great things at the lectureship this year. You know, that's the next generation that is coming up. We want to have them in place to be able to carry the baton and be able to do those wonderful things for the cause of Jesus Christ. So that's the Mid-Atlantic Lectureship, and, and I see uh, Brother Bennett and, and Brother Miles and some others who are here to take care of that for us as well. Those of you who have not been here, because you've been traveling, taking care of family business, welcome back home. Uh, we know that you've been gone, we've been praying for you, and just may God bless you and heaven smile upon you. And please don't forget to support our nursing ministry as we get the nursery right for the children. That's that next generation of church. Listen, when the, when the babies aren't crying, the church is dying. And that's just the way it is. Gotta have the next generation. Gotta have the babies. We want, we want the babies. You know what I, I love? I love it when children come here and be with us for a while, uh, a year or two, and then their parents go somewhere else, but they say, I want to go back to East Baltimore. I like that. That means we touched their lives. We made a difference in their lives. And we want to always make it a pleasant place for the children. Uh, if you're in Faith Builders this morning and you missed the Faith Builders call, the Faith Builders is going on right now. So if you're between the ages of four and I believe it's uh, 11, Faith Builders is going on right now downstairs so your children can go down there um, and bless God. Amen. Uh, so good to see Brother Roger Condren and his wife here on today. Good to see him from the Laurel Church of Christ. Am I right? Seaford Church, thank you, sir. The Seaford Church of Christ. I was in the neighborhood. Amen. So good to see uh, that the, 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 he's the preacher there. And so good to have him. He comes to the Mid-Atlantic events and so good to have him in the audience on today. And we're so thankful to God for him being here on today. And another thing we want to thank God for is those who heard that the snow was coming and supposed to come around 2 o'clock. But I still see that they came here from York, Pennsylvania. I still see they came here from Frederick, Maryland. I still see that they came here from out of state, just from Delaware, just to be here. Hey, listen, when they come to worship God, they, they, we ain't afraid of no snow. That's right. Amen. Tell it. All right. 
But I ain't going to be up here all long either. So get your home in some good time. So, 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 so you won't be slipping and sliding on, on, on our account. Truly, we thank God for his goodness, his mercy, and it's great. Just want to celebrate that with you. And so good to have all the families in the house today. Um, they had a nice crowd at 8 o'clock as well. Um, and, and, and that was a nice crowd. They came and hit that snow, and they, they gone home, and some of them just stayed around a little bit. So we're thankful to God for the 11 o'clock crowd now. And let's see what we're going to do as we praise and magnify the great God of heaven. Amen? Amen. Open your Bibles up to John. The Gospel of John, chapter number 6. The Gospel of John, chapter number 6, 65 through 69, that was so ably read into your hearing. We're just going to read God's word one more time. And I did want to mention that before we get into God's word, please don't forget, if you're planning on going on the cruise in September, start paying down now. So, uh, and, and taking it in small chunks so we can have a good time on the cruise, the marriage cruise, the family cruise, and, and the singles can come along. But you can have a good time uh, doing that, praising God uh, on the boat and worshiping God on the boat as well. Amen? Amen. Ain't it good you can worship God anywhere? Amen. He made Christianity so simple yeah, yeah, yeah. that no matter where you are in the world, right. you can read your Bible yeah, yeah, yeah. and perform the acts that God is expecting of those who worship him. Is that all right? Amen. It's all right? The Bible said in John chapter number 6 and verse number 65 through 69, which was ably read into our hearings. We're just going to read them one more time. And let's read this together. Amen. Amen. Let's go. And he said, therefore, and I say unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given him of my father. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, will you also go away? Then Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life, and we believe and assure that thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Amen. That's a powerful testimony. Peter said, I don't care what they do. I'm staying right here. I don't understand everything you're talking about right now. But one thing I believe and I'm sure that you are right, Jesus, and your word is right and your Bible is right. And it cannot be wrong. I like the statement that Peter made also when he said, to whom shall we go? Let me tell you what's happening in our world today. Our world today will soon and very soon make Christians choose where they stand. Just letting you know. They are going to force you and I to choose where you're going to go. Are you going to stay in your, what they would call, archaic beliefs? Or are you going to get on the liberated bandwagon, the broad road, where everything goes? You want to do it, just do it. They're going to make us decide where we're going to stand. And I want to let you know that that call that's coming for us happened Throughout history, 
when it came to serving God. Even Joshua had to say in Joshua 24, 15, if you're going to choose the gods of this, 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 this nation, go right ahead. He said, but as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. A choice has to be made throughout all of history because mankind and the devil and the enemy is going to force you to make a choice. So the question on the floor today with Jesus choice is, uh, 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 will you also go away? Are you going to leave me too? See, we got to understand to whom shall we go? There are a lot of folk out there in this world today that think they know everything. They think they are so smart that they can outthink even the great God of heaven. They show in their behavior that when the word of God say one thing and they do something opposite, they show that I think I'm smarter than God. And that's just how this world is. And guess what? Uh, we, all of us who have children, have dealt with that. Yeah. At a certain age, at first, when they was this little, you were the man. Oh. Right. You was daddy and mommy. And then when they got halfway up there, maybe about eight and nine years old, you were still all right. Yeah. You, were still, you was my protector and my, and my giver. Then they got about 13 years old. Then they start to question, how great are they really? And then they get around 14, 15, they go to this place called high school. And they buy into the high school words or chants that mom and dad don't know everything. And then when they, when they come back home, then they begin to question mom and dad about why this and why that and why the other. And sometimes the questions can get so outlandish that it causes you to say, what? And that's simply because as they grow, they're growing into what they call independence. It's only when they leave home and go out on their own and hit the light switch and nothing happens. Do they realize somebody has to pay the bill? It's only when they leave home and open up the refrigerator and realize somebody got to put something in the refrigerator. It's only when they leave home and it's time for them to do their laundry and take care of their personal needs. Do they realize somebody has to pay for this stuff? Hey, yeah, amen. And then as they move further in their life, they start saying, that mama was a smart woman. And that daddy, that's my man. I want a man just like him. Every time I hit the light switch, clink, something happened. I opened up the refrigerator. It wasn't no steak in there, but some hot dogs was in there. It wasn't no steak in there, but at least they had the leftover spaghetti was in there. 
They were smart people to do that. And that's only become they go through what we call the cycle of life. And what they don't realize is, is that everything that goes around comes around through their children. And they'll have to go back through the cycle. All I'm telling you is, is that everyone has to make choices and realize we are not the smartest people in the world and nobody knows everything. So here in our text, Jesus was doing good and had this big crowd until he got on this subject. And this subject that he got on was, I grant you, a hard subject. But God's word is only hard for those who are struggling anyway. When you're not struggling, when you are born into that Jesus is the one, then no matter what he says, whether you understand it or not, you're going to deal with it. It's only when your mind begin to be challenged about certain things and you begin to have questions and you begin to have doubts and you begin to have confusion in your life. Do you begin now to question, is the Bible really right about everything? Listen, man has to understand that there is no other place, person or thing that can deliver on the promise of eternal life except through the obedience of Jesus Christ. There is absolutely nowhere else to go. You can go if you want to and try stuff, but let me tell you about Satan. Satan wants you to go through the door and try stuff, because as soon as you go through the door, he's going to lock it behind you. It's going to be very, it ain't going to be hard to walk through that door, but when that door shut, when you try to open it, it's going to be hard to get back in. Because that's the trick of the enemy. Jesus goes on and he begins to talk to them and they became confused. And here's what he said here. Jesus urged his disciples to keep on believing in him even though their hearts say. Look at 47. At John 6 and 47. He says, truly, truly. Now what truly means, you can count on it. Two truly means without a doubt. He said, truly, truly, or verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. God said, you can take that to the bank. You can be sure if you hang with me, I'm going to take you someplace good. I promise you, verily, verily, you're going to be all right. Nobody else can make that claim but Jesus. Nobody else can make a promise like that but Jesus. And he's telling them right now that if you hang with me, you're going to be all right. But they're still thinking about here, verse 48, he said, I am the bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread that come down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. Soon as they heard him talking about eating flesh and drinking blood, they didn't know what he meant, but they were uncomfortable with him saying that. Why is he we uncomfortable? Well, sometimes we got to realize that God has the right not to explain himself to us. 
He had the right. You can ask him a question. He had the right. He had, he had the right not to answer you. And why did he have the right not to answer you? He said, I already blessed you with the answers. They right here. But you, it ain't that you don't see them, you don't like them. And because you don't like them, you confused. I can't eat your flesh and drink your drink your, eat your flesh and drink your blood. What are you talking about? Then Jesus goes on and said, "Here, I verse fifty-one. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever." And the bread that I will give you is my flesh, which I give for the life of the world. Now, I know that's hard sayings. Yeah. What happens in your life when you don't get the answer you want? Do you just walk away? I don't know about you, but my mother and my daddy reserved the right to say none of your business. But I still had food in the refrigerator. The lights still work and my bed was still soft. Looking at all the blessings they gave me versus them not giving me the answer I want. I decided that they have already showed me how much they love me already. So whether or not I get this answer right now or not, I ain't going nowhere. None of your business. Yes, ma'am. Listen, Jesus is saying in 47, I told you, if you stay with me, you're going to have eternal life. I don't care what the government said. I don't care what the university said. I don't care what the city said. I don't care what your friends said. I don't care what your kinfolk said. If you stay with me, you got eternal life. I don't care what your priest, pope, or potentate said. If you stay with me and my word, I got your back. Look what he said here. Verse 52. What is that, Brother Bill? 52. Get some power right there. The Jews therefore strove among themselves. Hold it. They start arguing. You know how when you don't get the answer you want? It's almost like when God says to you, he that has hate in his heart cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. And then you start rolling through your mind, but they did this to me. And they did that to me. And they did the other to me. You telling me that I should forgive them? You telling me I should just forget they did this stuff to me? You telling me that I got to just, just let that thing go? You telling me you're going to take care of it by and by? No, 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 no. God said, I'm telling you, let it go. I'm telling you, I'll fight your battles. But our minds. Sometimes won't trust that God. You know why? Because you want to get them the way you want to get them. God might get them, but have mercy on them. And in your mind, you don't want no mercy. 
So you begin to debate whether or not, you know, I, I know the Bible said that, but, you know, that, that was back then when people act right. They ain't acting right right now. And I, 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 I hear what it said, but I just can't. I, I don't understand that. You, you just pray for me. I ain't there yet. I'm just trying to get there and pray for me. Let me tell you that. You may not be there yet, but if you don't get there, you ain't getting there. Why? Because there are some hard sayings in the word of God. There are some tough sayings in the Bible. Amen. And we just got to trust God. These men, they strove among themselves because of this saying, eat my flesh and drink my blood. What did it say, Bill? Saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? See, that's their question. Now, how in the world is this going to work? Are you telling us we got to eat his flesh? You mean like we got to like cut him up and... Eat them. But if I stay around, I'm getting the, I'm getting the little toe. That's in our minds. Wait a minute. Let's say you go to a place of worship, just testing you now. And when you get there, they don't have multitude of cups, they all drink out the one cup. Uh -oh. <laughs> Only place in town, worship. Time is running out. It's already 1230. Everybody about to go for the day. It's communion come, it's one cup. Now, I know some of you say, well, I'll stay there, but I want the first sip. Everybody can't get the first sip. Everybody can't get the first sip. Everybody, well, I want the second or third. Everybody can't get the third. Everybody can't. We got over 100 people in here right now. Somebody got to be 99. 100, 101, 102. As the cup is passed around. Now, do you say, why they have one cup? I ain't drinking out no one cup. I ain't drinking This is the flu season. I ain't drinking out one cup. People coughing around here and everything. Well, what you gonna do? Is your faith strong enough for that time? Just for that morning? Just for that morning? To take a little sip? That you may fulfill your worship obligations before God? Or do you say, I can't give God his worship this morning? Because the criteria, I just don't meet my criteria. Mm -hmm. So you won't be 99 and 100 because you are uncomfortable. So you serve a God that is big. Yeah. And you tell me he can do everything. Yeah. And you tell me he got all power. But he can't protect you on that day. At that time, from just some germ. Let me tell you how we get some time. But that same person, when whoever dropped them off picks them up, some boyfriend, some girlfriend, and he pick them up, open the door. <laughs> How you doing? Mm. 
mind say now? See, 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 y'all see what I'm saying? You, uh, you, got, you, got, you got your fortitude up. You got your strength up to do what you want to do. But the minute it's something that you don't want to do, it's God's fault. It's the church's fault. It's the one cup fault. It's everybody's fault. Lord, have mercy. That's why these men are struggling right here. They're struggling right here not because of what Jesus said. They're struggling because of who Jesus is. They don't like him anyway. And you know how we do, folks? We don't like it. Don't take that much to make us back up. Jesus, 53, Jesus said unto them, go ahead, Brother Veal. Verily, verily, I say unto you. Hold it. He said, truly, truly. That means positively. What else? I say unto you, uh-huh. except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man. If you don't eat the flesh. And drink his blood. If you don't drink his blood. Ye have no life in you. You have no life. Well, I bet their heads were spinning. I'm sure it's spinning. I'm sure. See, and that's what I'm saying. And that's what I'm saying. You and I got to make up our mind right off the bat. Are we with God or are we not with God? Amen. Are we form or are we not form? Are we form and thick and thin? Come, come, come. Rain and storm come. Trouble come. Problem come. Health issues come. Money issues come. Situations come. Circumstances come. All kinds of. Are you with them or not with them? Let's skip down. Y'all know the conversation that they had now about eating the flesh and drinking his blood. Verse 60 says, many therefore of the disciples. Go ahead, Brother Veal. When they had heard this. When they heard this. Said, uh-huh. this is a hard saying. Uh-huh. Who can hear it? So everybody agree, and this is tough. And all of us must agree, life can get tough sometimes. Am I right about it? Stuff can happen in life that will blow you away. That can mess your mind up. That can disturb you greatly. But at the end of the day, you got to decide where you stand. Do I stand trusting God or leaving God? Watch the text. They said, I can hear him talking. This is a hard saying. And not just the, the multitude, even his 12. Everybody's saying, I don't know what he's talking about. That's, a, that's hard saying. We're saying 61. When Jesus knew in himself uh -huh. that his disciples murmured at it, uh -huh. he said unto them, uh -huh. Doth this offend you? Have I bothered you? Oh, so do we got, do we got a problem now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did, yeah. I mean, are you offended? Why? The Bible said, and when Jesus knew, Jesus knows where we all stand. Mm -hmm. And I believe that God won't put no more on you. No temptation shall overtake you but such as calm in the man. He never puts anything on you that you can't handle, but he will take you to the edge. Mm -hmm. He will take you to a situation where it is difficult, it is hard, and you got to decide to whom shall I go? Yeah. 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 Am I going to stay or am I leaving? Look at the text. The text says right here, Jesus said, because he knew their thoughts, he knew their murmuring, and murmuring means complaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One cup. I, ain't, I hope they don't expect me to drink just one cup. 
One cup. Preacher, preacher, you can't even see the preacher. Did that one cup? The song leader sang as hard as he can. That better not be the cup we drinking out of. You know, everything good. The, 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 the service is high. You can feel that God, that everybody is singing as loud as they can. They're praying as loud as because they really love God. But somebody said, but that cup. That cup is bothering me. It's, a, it's offending me. Here it is, 2019. They got one cup up there. Look at the text. What did the text say? Brother Phil. What and if ye shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? Uh huh. It is the Spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The oh. words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. <laughs> he said, Do I got to prove myself over again? He said, do, do, do I got to show you this all over again? The flesh means nothing. You are here. Me and Brother Johnson were just in the office talking. He got a birthday coming up, 77. And he told, I told him, I remember when we were talking about you just sliding down 60. And he told me, Brother Bethia, I don't know what's going on. He said, but these things coming too fast. He said, they're coming bam, bam, bam. He said, they're coming noticeably fast. And some of y'all who's 70-something right now, you would say amen to what he said. Every time you, when you was little, when you was 13 or 15, you can't wait till your birthday come. When you 17, come on, 18, 18 takes forever. When you 19, come on, 21, 21 takes forever. When you 24 and you want to get that cheap car insurance, come on, 25, 25 take it forever. But the minute on the flip side, you hit them 60s. Every time you turn around, it's your birthday. The kids say, I'm 17 and a half. You don't, I ain't heard nobody say I'm 69 and a half. Amen. Why? Because you ain't that excited about the half. At the half minute something, you say 69 and three quarters and all this stuff. You don't say that. You say 69. You really want to say 68. Somebody asked me, but, but how old are you? I go with Jack Benny. I'm 39 and holding. They say, you've been saying that a long time. <laughs> that is because the years come. The years come and they 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 come. And sometimes somebody told me they think they skipped to. <laughs> just feel that way. What not just? Yeah. The flesh profiteth nothing. Right. It's here today and it's gone. I like what James said. When I read that as a young boy, I ain't know. When he said your life is a vapor, I had no idea what that means. A vapor. Brother Keenan, you know what that means now, don't you? A vapor. Boom, boom, gone. My Lord. What does it say here in the text? 66. Oh, I'll be finished that. Oh, yeah. Uh, go to 65 one more time. And he said, therefore, I said unto you, that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father. You hear that? And 64 says, but there are some of you that believe not. Yeah. Jesus said, I'm reading y'all right now as we preach. I'm almost done, but right now as I'm preaching right now, that some of you right now say, I ain't drinking out of one cup. 
Simon, you said, I'm going to look it up on the paper. I'm going I'm to I'm look it up on the internet. I'm going to Google. How many cups they got there? If it's a test of God, you ain't going to find out till you get there because God got the power to keep it from you till you get there if it's a test. Because God know where you stand. When stuff happens in your life, it may not be a mistake. It might be a blessing. <laughs> Everything you call bad isn't bad. It just seems bad. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Now Jesus goes on. Feel what it say now. From that time, uh -huh. many of his disciples went back uh -huh. and walked no more with him. They said, I can't take it. They said, I can't take it. When stuff happening in your life, don't say you can't take it. Don't go nowhere else. When stuff happens in your life, because stuff will happen in all of our lives, don't be a quitter. Don't think the grass is greener on the other side. Don't think it's a better on the other side. I don't know how many people I had I've talked to that quit a job that they kind of liked for another job that they thought was going to be all that and got there and it wasn't what they thought. I mean, I've been there. I want that job. I want that job. I want job. You know, they go, I want this job. I want to go back. I want, I want to go back. Yeah, and it's simply because we, things always look amen. better yeah. out there until you get out there and get it and get the facts mm -hmm. and get the information. If they leave Jesus right now, they're going to find out there's nowhere else to go. Right. What the text says here. They walk with him no more. Verse 67. Then said Jesus unto the twelve. Will ye also go away? Pause. Think. Think on that. Think about Jesus asking you that question right now. Every one of us in here. When it get hard, will you also go away? When things get bad, will you also run away? When things get tough, will you also leave? Even though I've been blessing you all your life, even though I gave you the job, I gave you the health. I gave you all the stuff. I've been with you navigating you through the ups and downs and the crazy turns around. But as soon as stuff get real bad, are you going to go away? And watch the text. Text says here what? Then Simon Peter answered him, uh-huh, Lord, to whom shall we go? Hold it. I love that passage. Y'all know both Ghostbusters said, who you going to call? Peter said, where we going to go? Because what he mean is, ain't nothing else out there. Basically, you have all, he, Peter said, Lord, I have no idea with this flesh and this drinking blood and eating, I don't know what that means. But one thing I do know, that you are the Christ. That you are the Son of God. He said, I don't know a lot of stuff, I don't understand, I don't understand this life. I have no idea why mankind got to be so crazy. I have no idea why we got to be so, I have no idea why, uh, whatever happened to 2, 13, and 11. Yeah. They gave us 300 stations and all of them twice as sinful as the next one. Well. And you pay all that money for that cable, $200, and click 
The same thing on, 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 same, 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 same. Just give that money away. Why? We do that, I don't think, because of the whole, I got to have TV. I think it's because we are so enamored by the idea of being able to look at the one-eyed devil. And now the one-eyed devil is on your iPad. It's on your iPod. It's on all this stuff. I was blown away, blown away about 10 days ago where it popped up on my screen a guy wearing this black dress. At the Oscars. Thank you, I heard y'all, thank you. Because I, I, I didn't know where it came from. I'm just like, what is this? was not ashamed to come out in public with like a Cinderella gown on. And he real, he said, and you know what he said? He's saying that I ain't afraid. I'm all into this stuff. And he, like, why in the world is going, you out, and, you're not, this don't mean nothing. And guess what? Did you get mad? Did you get angry like, Lord, every time I see stuff like that, I'm getting back to my lesson, let me say that. Every time I see stuff like that, I say, God is coming. Yeah. I say, ain't no way we going to get away with all this. Ain't no way in the world we going to get away with this stuff. If there's a God in heaven who's watching us, I know the cup of sin got to be right at the brim. And judgment is coming. You ain't got to take my word for it, but you just watch. You think it's bad now. You just watch where we go from here. Why's that? Because sin will make you look a fool, make you act a fool. Lord have mercy. Watch the text. I'm almost done. Peter said to him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Where are we going to go? For thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe. Amen. Let me shut my Bible. When he say we believe, he's simply saying you ain't got to prove one more thing to us. Yes, sir. If you never prove anything else to us, you've proved enough. If God doesn't do one more thing in my life, let me speak for me, he's done enough. Amen. If he don't do one more, I don't want cancer like nobody do, but if I get cancer, I just got cancer. Because I'm not, I believe that he is the only, there's nowhere else to go. I just sit there and cry and say, I got cancer, I can't believe it, what am I going to do? I'm going to act just like that, but at the end of the day, I ain't going nowhere. For to whom shall I go? Where am I going to go? Where 
am I going to go? I, I, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like Hezekiah. I'm going to turn my face to the wall. I'm going to cry. I'm going to say, Lord, please. I'm going to say, Lord, help me. But at the end of the day, I ain't going nowhere. That's what Peter said. To whom shall we go? For only thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that you are the Christ. And you are the son of the living God. Seventy. And Jesus answered them. Have I not chosen you twelve? Have I not chosen you twelve? And one of you is a devil. And one of you is a devil. (laughs) Well, you might say, what do you mean by that? He mean that everybody don't feel like Peter feel. Mm-hmm. Most of them do. But somebody in the next test tell you who he's talking about. He's talking about Judas Iscariot. Mm-hmm. But he said, um, most of y'all feel like that. I chose you 12, but even one of you right. yeah. is a devil. What are you saying, Brother Bethel? What I'm saying is every, you might say you won't go nowhere. You might say. To whom shall I go? I'm not leaving God. I ain't going away. But somebody don't feel like you feel. And somebody going to persuade you and try to talk you out of where you stand. Has he really been that good? Has he really been that great? Well, what about this and that? What about your baby when the baby was sick? What about when you got high blood pressure? What about when you lost your job? What about when they put you out the university? What about uh, when, when, when they really say, what about when all normal stuff that happened to everybody happened? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. They just try to make it big, but there's nothing but life. So here's the question. Not only to whom shall we go, but to whom shall we preach? It is door knocking time. It is following up on our BCC time. It is time for us to get out there and start talking to some folk and not be afraid to talk to those folk. It's time for us to increase our fellowship. All we got is each other. That's all we got. At the end of the day, folk gonna be, the, the world is going to, that dress thing is just the tip of the iceberg. They're going to do them. We got to make sure as a fellowship of believers, we do us. And that is stand shoulder to shoulder and side by side, loving and helping each other through hard times and and times of suffering and grieving times and all this other stuff. We got to make sure where we stand there. Now it's about to get warm. March is here. Let's get ready to go bring somebody to Jesus Christ. And we're going to bring them because we're going to say what Peter said. I believe and I am sure that he is the Christ. The son of God. Amen. Amen. If you're out there and you're subject to the Savior's invitation, it's good to have you here today. If you want to stand on your belief that he is the Christ, the Bible says he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. That's what God says. If you believe in him, show you believe in him by being baptized into Christ and being saved. Bible said all God requires is hear his word. You heard it. Believe God's word. Repent of your sins. Confess your faith in Christ that I believe he's the son of God. And then get yourself baptized in a watery grave of baptism for the remission of your sin. And if you do that, Jesus said, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believe in me shall have eternal life. And you can take that to the bank. So if you're out there, you're subject to the Savior's invitation. The water's ready. The garment's ready. The baptizer's ready. The angels are ready. Heaven's ready. Are you ready to obey the gospel this morning?
Won't you do it as we stand right now and sing the hymn of imitation to give somebody out there the opportunity to obey God. God sent his... To whom shall you go? You better stay right here. God bless you, church.